Acute hemorrhagic shock is a common presentation in veterinary medicine. It is often a result of neoplasia, like hemangiosarcoma, trauma, coagulopathies, like disseminated intravascular coagulation, or DIC, surgery, toxins, like long-acting anticoagulants, and infectious disease, like red blood cell parasites. A new device called the Rescue Guard is being recommended more frequently in human medicine during cardiopulmonary resuscitation. This device is an inspiratory impedance threshold device, what we call an ITD, which acts as a valve that is preset to open at a specific pressure, referred to as the cracking pressure. This valve works by decreasing intrathoracic pressure, which then increases venous return to the heart. You basically just attach the rescue guard to the end of an endotracheal tube before you begin CPR on a patient. ITDs work by this theory. When airway resistance increases during inspiration, pleural pressure decreases. The reduction in pleural pressure increases venous return to the heart, increasing cardiac output. The valve in the ITD induces a self-limiting temporary increase in airway resistance, which decreases intrathoracic pressure before it opens to allow airflow. The valve may open at high, like negative 12 centimeters of water, or low pressures, like negative 7 centimeters of water, which is again referred to as the cracking pressure. While we don't use this commonly in veterinary medicine yet, it is commonly used in human ERs and is a disposable, inexpensive device that may increase the survival with CPR. Vigania and all, out of University of Florida, looked at a prospective experimental study that describes the effects of using a low opening pressure ITD during acute hypovolemic shock in dogs. In this study, hemorrhagic hypovolemic shock was induced in eight dogs to a mean arterial pressure of 40 millimeters of mercury. Data was collected in each patient with and without an ITD and included gastric tonometry, plasma lactate levels, indexes of peripheral perfusion, and multiple cardiopulmonary variables. In the normal volemic group, the use of a rescue guard ITD did not result in significant cardiovascular alterations, but adversely affected respiratory compliance and resistance. In other words, making it harder for them to ventilate and breathe with this device on the end of their endotracheal tubes. The point, don't use a rescue guard in normal, healthy patients. However, in the acute hemorrhagic shock group, a 70% increase in oxygen delivery and a 38% increase in cardiac index was reported when the rescue guard device was used. Systolic blood pressure and mean arterial pressure was also increased by 34% and 29% respectively. Point being, this device is an easy way of being able to improve oxygen delivery in a non-invasive way in patients with severe acute hypovolemic shock, especially if they underwent cardiopulmonary arrest. So what can we take away from this article? The use of a low cracking pressure ITD, like the rescue guard, in canine patients suffering from acute hemorrhagic shock may provide beneficial cardiovascular effects and improve oxygen delivery while awaiting fluid administration, or in those patients where excessive fluid administration may be detrimental. Based on these results, the use of a rescue guard ITD appears to be contraindicated in patients with acute hemorrhagic shock with concurrent pulmonary disease or pleural space abnormalities. This is a first study evaluating the effects of modifying pleural pressure to increase venous return to the heart by using an ITD in a canine model of acute hemorrhagic shock. 
This is a simple, minimally invasive device that may be beneficial in this patient population. The cons, this study had a small sample size. Also, hemorrhage was controlled under laboratory conditions, which does not represent the clinical presentation with patients with other comorbidities. Lastly, long-term effects and pulmonary histopathologic changes were not evaluated. In conclusion, the Rescue Guard may be an easy-to-use, rapid device for patients who present requiring CPR secondary to acute hemorrhagic shock. Just make sure the lungs are normal first before using it.